name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one in the back. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Wham! Cut sap. First try. Why are you so serious? He's a fast killer. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. I'm a freaking pump. I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day. I don't know. I have a bad feeling about this. Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Good Day for a Movie podcast. I am Jacob, your host. Alongside me, as always, Tate. What up? You're back in the first position. Back in the first position, baby. Making pole. Sage is gallivanting across Europe, um, fighting off Putin with the best of them. <laughs> yeah, so good for him. Which means we are joined by a special guest for our special guest episode. Nate. Nate, what up, what how up? are you? I'm doing fantastic. How's everybody else doing tonight? A- AKA Mr. Variety Drinks. He's got like, he's Mr. got four. Oh my gosh, this guy. <laughs> he does. He has like four different drinks in front of him. He's got whiskey, a wheat ale, a white claw, and a Coors Light. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> Having yourself a night. <laughs> I mean, I, if, yeah, I mean, these guys told me I need to be drinking on the podcast. So oh, you got to, baby. <laughs> I deliver. It's like We, a, we haven't even cheers yet, boys. 20-year-old oh, no, no, college... Yeah. I'm cheers. deciding which which drink to cheers with. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he he's got a fridge of a 20 year old college kid right after a party. He's yeah, like, yes, look at all the free booze we got. <laughs> well, ladies out there, Nate is my buddy from study abroad, and which yep. when so it was funny to have Aussie Nate on because when you say Aussie Nate in those like those two words back to back, it just makes me think of this guy here, Nate, because I met him in Australia. And his name is Nate. So I was like, well, I was like, Aussie Nate, but Aussie Nate's from Australia. So love that. I, I, yeah. I do think he, he probably deserves that title more than you do, Nate. They well, can be other uh, Aussie Nate so <laughs> or something else. Aussie Nate, that he, he was one of the kind of guy. He was, uh, it was one of my favorite episodes because right from the start, and I was talking to Tate about this when I came up to visit him in Austin, was I just connected him right away on the podcast. I mean, I wasn't there with you guys physically, but spiritually i connected with ozzy nate very well and <laughs> i was telling tate because he would uh he would answer questions you guys had a few questions it was like what was one movie you guys could watch back for the first time ever and uh, i think i forget it was a it was a funny movie it was a comedy he said like Step Brothers or like um anchorman it was, or it was anchorman it was anchorman. Yeah, it was definitely anchorman because he said Aussie in his australian said. accent and so that got me thinking when i was listening to the podcast on a drive and i was like oh what, what would be a funny movie i'd see the first first time and so i immediately thought of blades of glory and blades of glory is a movie i saw with my dad in theaters which was and my dad my dad's not really you know he's he's pretty conservative he plays he kind of plays it kind of cool you know um and so and plays it plays of glory got pretty raunchy at times so yeah. <laughs> um i just kind of remember just like laughing my ass off and like my dad sitting there with like a straight face the whole time and i just thought that was the funniest thing ever and then eventually ozzy nate said 
you know, my second choice would probably have been Blades of Glory. <laughs> that, was like, <laughs> that is so funny. And then uh, you guys also asked, what is a movie you recently saw that you would love to see again or thought was like underrated? And he was like, best you movie know, you've seen recently. He was like, nobody, nobody was really good. And I was like, oh my God, I was thinking of nobody as well. Like, nobody was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Ozzy and I, Ozzy, Nate, and I connected. Great. Oh, <laughs> Such a big connection that you, you also picked two hands. Yes. What? No. So we're, we're reviewing two hands again. <laughs> no. Was it two hands? I forgot what it Yeah, answer. that was the yeah. Ozzy, Nate pick. Yeah, okay. But yeah. I, I do remember when you told me like weeks ago, you were just like, mm-hmm. hey, have you watched Nobody slash you guys should do a review on Nobody? And then we had that episode with Ozzy Nate and he brought up Nobody and I was like, damn, all right. Yeah. But yeah. It was a good movie. Bob Odenkirk. Which I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you guys love the movie. I, I thought that I haven't seen it yet, but um, Two Hands, yeah. To enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Two Hands mm-hmm. was great. But yeah. So you, though, had your movie before, pick. Bef- yes. But before we get to his pick, we have to ask him the questions. Oh, right, 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 right. Do you have yours ready or you I, want me to go? I do. I, okay, I have mine ready. It's, oh, kind, it's kind of. Please. It, this is kind of a hard question, I think. Uh-oh. What movie do you relate to the most? Oh, man. Whoa. <sighs> you know, this is going to be one of those moments where it's like we take a pause for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even trying to think about what I'd say. That's a tough oh, one. Oh, my gosh. I, so I'm going to go off the bat and say I'm not a big movie guy. I don't know many actors in general. I don't follow many directors. And if you try to tell me about a movie from way back when to try to remember, I'm just not going to remember it. And I told Tate this recently. It's like my memory's horrible. (laughs) So um, I will get back to you in a minute here. (laughs) So the whole podcast to answer. Let let me reframe the question. What movie, when you watch it or when you think about it, can you relate back to something in your life, whether it be growing up or what movie like holds a special place in your heart from growing up? Maybe that's a good way to ask it. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it's still going to take a second. Yeah. You, you got the whole pod. <laughs> that's, a, that's a deep one. We'll give you the yeah, whole podcast to answer. But if, you, if we don't hear an answer by, we'll, we'll check in every now and then. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right my question is, um, if you could be any character from any TV show, I'm going to switch it up. If you could be any character from every, any TV show, who would you want to be? Oh my God. Walter White, dude. Yeah. Walter White. Oh my That's God. That's a crazy answer. I, so <laughs> what he I has love, cancer. Okay. But the cancer thing, <laughs> I can get over cancer. <laughs> okay. But, all right. So, <laughs> okay. I want to hear your reason. I want to hear your reasoning though. Okay, so the I'm fascinated by double lives. It's like the most interesting thing. And so I think kind of like the big thing for me is telling someone one thing and telling another person the other thing in terms of you live this double life behind your wife and not necessarily was Walter life living a double life behind his wife, but um, more of the fact that like kind of telling everybody else around him one thing and explaining to like the work life or the group or people outside of, or it, or like tell, telling personal life versus work life, one thing and versus another. And I, and I love that. And so I think with like comedy and like, I'm, 
I would say I'm a pretty funny guy, and I, I like I like switching things up on people. Is that I like telling people like one thing and um, and telling another group of friends another thing, trying to like. <laughs> I'm, so I'm questioning you. I know I you. like confusing people as much. Well. <laughs> you as want well. to live a double a life, but as a prank. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like my pranks. whole life is to confuse as many people as possible about my life. <laughs> I, so, like it's like hey tate over here he is a star podcaster but in his double life he is secretly like a dog walker i don't know <laughs> like <laughs> he's a professional dog walker or yeah. like i don't know <laughs> i like the i like the idea of a secret double life but i've actually yeah. so i've never seen breaking bad but that's oh, on my, my that's on my need to watch but I'm getting ready for it. I'm getting mentally ready. You better be. All right. So we will be. come it back is. to you about your question from Jacob. Know that. Okay. But I will do some research. And who knows? It could be this movie that we just watched that you picked. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not. Oh, man. Okay. Um, yes. Let's, let's get into your pick here. Um, you brought us a movie. From the year I was born. Hell yeah. Talk to me about it. Wait, Nate, yeah, Nate, are I, you what movie a, did you pick? Nate, are you a what 1995 boy? I'm a 95 boy. Oh, fuck I'm yeah. Oh, and my so, God. 95 all around. It's it's great because... So I was, I was trying to think of a movie for everybody to watch here. And first thought was a movie that nobody's seen before. And I knew Sage wasn't going to be on this episode, but uh, kind of in general that everybody hasn't watched. Um and so I was first looking through a list of movies from 10 years ago. So I started going through movies of 2012, um, just a quick Google search. And I'm going to go through my notes here. And God, he's got notes. This guy's I was prepped. trying to find a movie that was not only a movie that nobody's seen, or I thought they haven't seen, but also a movie that had somewhat good ratings to it. Um, so. I'm going to sound like a total weirdo, but uh, <laughs> Magic Mike, I don't know. I've seen like it. That. I have not seen, seen Magic oh, Mike. I, I have, want to. I, I have not seen it. And like girls rave about it. So I'm like, well, I got to see what this movie is about, you know? Okay. It's not bad. And then that was the only movie from 2012. And I was like, eh, Magic Mike, like I, like, I can't keep that the only one on the list. So then I was like, all right, let's go back another year later. 2011 and so what i picked out of that was mud mm. i don't know if have Haven't you seen another it. matthew mcconaughey movie yeah yeah another matthew mcconaughey movie so i was like all right you know famous character maybe they've seen it maybe they haven't mud and then i was looking through their list in 2012 and you know nothing really you know spoke out and then i, I figured you know let's go back to the year i was born 1995 wow so that uh, is where it started there yeah so I picked out two movies from 1995. One was Clueless. Yep. Which I don't know if As you guys if. have seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I figured like you guys would have seen Clueless. And then I saw the uh, the movie poster for Rob Roy, and I was like, hmm, let's let's check out to see what this movie is. And I read the description, and it seemed pretty good. You know, I, I love kind of like the sword fighting, and it seemed like a medieval um, movie with uh, a lot of a lot of fighting, a lot of like um, 
kind of just uh did you watch a trailer i don't know yeah yeah i will get into the trailer oh my god <laughs> have you seen the trailer i know i know i i don't i try <laughs> not to watch trailers before i before I, the yeah movies. neither do i but my roommate gunner had had uh had to put it on i had to watch it yeah so uh, you picked a you picked braveheart but 400 years after braveheart takes place uh yes yeah yeah, I liked Braveheart a lot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, this is very similar to Braveheart. But when was Braveheart made? This the same, same year. <laughs> it was made the same year? <laughs> Damn. The same year. Oh, no. Oh, I got okay, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. But um, <laughs> I was like, this, this, this sounds like a great movie. Honestly, like uh, Scottish Highlands, like people fighting with swords. Um, old time love stories and yeah i mean all around i was like and and it had liam neeson in too so it's got a I good figured, guess let's, liam let's, neeson let's... tim roth john hurt brian cox yep and so i was like hey let's go for it let me let me shoot a text over to the guys see what they think about the movie and then they haven't even heard of it i've never heard of yeah. it <laughs> even though i picked it um when you said rob roy i was like what the fuck is that? A, is that a joke? Is that a movie? What the hell? I was like, that's just There's two a first names. <laughs> like an hour away from Laramie called Rob Roy. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I was like, wait, yeah, I was like, cocktail? I work with Rob Roy. <laughs> <laughs> it was, There's a cocktail yeah. called a Rob, Rob Roy as well. What the hell? What is it? Yeah, Rob? it is uh, whiskey and vermouth mainly. And looks like some grapes on there. Grapes. Mm-hmm. Wow, Rob um, Roy. He made his he made an impact clearly. He's got a drink, he's scotch, got scotch whiskey place in Wyoming. Sweet vermouth and a dash of Angostura bitters. Mm-hmm. Sounds like not my cup of tea, but that's all right. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> nope. But yeah, okay. So that so that was the that was the behind the scenes of why you picked this. Yeah, yeah. It was so kind of just bringing it down. Just movie they had never seen before. Yep. It didn't have to be a movie they'd never heard before, but kind of a movie from when we were all born, too. So kind of like relive our roots. There. I love it. I didn't want to go with a very new movie. Um, I feel like you guys seen quite a few of those, and it's, the new movies have been lacking recently, too. And uh, and you guys talk about so many movies, so it's kind of expired, inspired me to reach back to my roots and pick an older movie, you know? Oh, and I, I love the shot in the dark on a movie that you haven't seen either, and that like I mean, yeah. I, I feel like it. Yeah, it's kind of like a. Sometimes it's like a pick movie that you have seen that you want to show other people. But this was just like a, fuck. What what movie should we watch? Let's go back mm-hmm. and find one that none of us have seen for sure. Yeah, and and uh, another goal behind this was I've never taken notes on a movie, so this was I really wanted to pick a movie um, and really take notes on it. And I could have done that with a movie I already seen, but you know what better way to come into a the best movie podcast than hell yeah than, you know, <laughs> write write notes as you uh kind of see it in your first eye wow he's he's earning his invite back at some point you are <laughs> you definitely are um yeah i I'm, I'm a big note taker of the movie I talk about that of when i'm while I'm watching a movie that I'm gonna write something about a review um and recently though I heard. Roger Ebert, who's like probably the most well-known legendary uh, 
movie reviewers out there. He's dead now, so I guess he's not out there. But um, <laughs> somebody somebody asked him I about mean, it. He's <laughs> dead out there. Yeah. His writings are out there, and his words are out there. But um, somebody asked him, like, so, like, do you take notes? Like, how do you take notes in the movies? He's like, take notes in the movie? Are you kidding me? If it if I don't remember it, I'm walking out, and when I go to write my review, it wasn't worth remembering. Mm. I was like, damn. I like that, but I'm not changing my ways because I have a bad memory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the that is a, one good take on it, but yeah. Um, and the other huge benefit of this that we found out after the pick was that it is streaming. Yes. On yes. HBO Max. Yes. I did not look up the streaming options <laughs> beforehand, and uh, I'm glad it was streaming on HBO. So <laughs> big bonus. Heck yeah. All right. Well, let's get into this thing. So we will Wait. see you on the other side. Oh, do you have something else? I was just going to ask you to read the synopsis. Oh, yes. Oh. Thank you. I read it in my head. So I thought I had already. <laughs> and then when you're done and do that, I'm going to go grab another beer. In 1713 Scotland, Rob Roy McGregor is wronged by a nobleman and his nephew. He becomes an outlaw in search of revenge while fleeing the Redcoats and faces charges of being a Jacobite. That last part, not true. Rob Roy was not did not face charges of becoming a Jacobite. Yeah, but we'll get into that. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Where do you read these reviews? Imdb. IMDb. Uh, what? Imdb. Oh, okay. All right. We will now see you on the other side. How fine you are to me, Mary McGregor. You know how fine you are to me, Robert McGregor. They were meant to be together. You know I love the bones of you, but you take too much to heart that cannot be helped. Until those who ruled... You have slept your last peaceful night, McGregor. ...threatened his family. Damn them. They knew they plotted against us. We will have him soon enough. Mark me. And to protect those he loved. I've come for the outlaw, Robert McGregor. I will think of you dead until my husband makes you so. He was willing to give his life. What if you don't come back to us? We'll have justice. What have they done with you? Liam Neeson. I have been wronged by your lordship. Hang him from the bridge. Jessica Lang. Though I love his honor, it is but a shadow to the love I bear him. John Hurt. You are damned, McGregor. Damned to hell. Tim Roth. I want McGregor! And Eric Stoltz. Stay back. You'll never know the meaning of courage. Well, darn that, and I'll spare you. All but one. Till you know the story. Fine, you are to me. And you to me. Of Rob Roy. Some say this is the story of rob roy mcgregor and his quest to defend his honor i say this is the story of how liam neeson got cast in star wars is this 
Wait, I thought... I don't know. It's got to be. No, wait. I thought you said... Wait, shit. Am I getting my Star Wars mixed up? I thought you said Star Wars was in the late 70s. Not the one Liam Neeson was in. Oh, wait. Yeah, four, five, and six. He would have been in one? Yes, which came out in 99. Came out in 99. Okay. Wow. Oh, I was all backwards on that. Yeah. That last sword fight scene, that's all I could think about. I was like, oh, George probably saw this. He was like, oh, there's a guy that can wield a lightsaber. Probably we're going to get him. <laughs> he, yeah, and I, he had the long hair and everything. He kind of looked like Qui-Gon. Mm-hmm. And then he even like brought it up into a two-hand grip as well at one point. I was like, he's holding a lightsaber. And George is like, oh, it looks like he's holding a lightsaber. I think he should be in Star Wars. <laughs> George Lucas is pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm okay. I'm glad you did bring that up because I was thinking about this when I was watching the movie. Is when like when did Star Wars come out? When was he? Because he's only in one, right? He dies. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Yes. For um, anybody who hasn't seen Star Wars, you hear his voice person. in two. Yeah. Okay. But and he comes back in the Clone Wars a little bit, but as yeah, just he, as a voice, he gets Darth Mauled. But um, I was wondering that if this movie came out before or after or what, because it kind of gave off some Qui Gon Jinn vibes. Big time Qui-Gon Jinn vibes. Like everything about um, his character. Oh, yeah. Everything about Rob Roy. Yeah, like some of his lines were like, I was like, oh, I, I could just picture Liam Neeson saying that as Qui-Gon in Star Wars. Yeah. They're focused to determines your reality. Nate, have you seen all the Star Wars? Don't Please tell me you have. Yeah, yeah, I have. I okay, good. I was about to, I was about to just Star boot Wars you off this podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you said you haven't seen Star Wars. No, I, I've seen Star Wars. I've seen Star Wars. All right, so um, my first reaction for this was I liked it. Pretty good movie. Um, it was, I mean, I think my only knock on this, which we'll kind of get into like some things later, but is that it felt long. It was, and it was kind of long. It was like two hours and 20 minutes. Um, but that's really like, I mean, there might be more as we talk, but that's kind of my only initial knock. Other than that, though, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, kind of, it, wanted me to keep watching it like every step of the way. Like there's something that came up that it kind of kept me interested um, up until the last scenes. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I liked it all. Yeah. I had, I had mixed feelings about this movie. Um, it, it felt long for sure. It was two hours and 20 minutes. When I looked it up, it was like, Oh my God, like this is going to be long. But also when I was thinking, I was kind of comparing it to Braveheart at the same time. Like Braveheart was a super long movie. Yeah kind of like took place in the same not 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 necessarily same era but pretty similar similar story ish and i was like you know the 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 length could could help its case a lot but uh overall it's like 40 minutes longer than this one yeah and yeah well i had i had a comparative to so yeah, mm-hmm. a good no, no, no. it's an apt comparison for sure and let's compare it to braveheart real quick okay so braveheart came out in 1995, Rob Roy came out in 1995. Braveheart, based in Scotland, and Rob Roy, based in Scotland. And so, you know, I'm connecting one and two here, and I'm like, dude, they must have been filming at the exact same time in Scotland. Yeah, I'm looking up the release pretty much date right the now. same exact movie. You know, like you have pretty, uh, you have pretty much like medieval <laughs> sword fighting yeah. in Scotland in the 1700s and so what i'm picturing is 
the cast, the movie cast, meet each other face to face in Scotland, and they have no idea they're filming each other's movie. And it's like one of those Spider Man memes where they're like pointing at each other. Like, yeah, they're like, "What are you Yo, doing here? Who the here? fuck are you? <laughs> like, it's like, what the fuck are you doing here?" <laughs> wow. So my, and so I'm just like. I I had no idea that Braveheart, until you guys brought it up, I had no idea that Braveheart came out in the same exact year as this. This movie. Braveheart came out four and a half weeks after this. Oh, that's brutal, Rob Roy. (laughs) So maybe they were trying to push this movie. Dude, that sucks. Yes, that's probably exactly what happened. We see that nowadays with like not necessarily the same type of movies, but big blockbusters where like the dates are always changing because they're trying to either create enough separation or some studios are like nope i'm not moving this one you're gonna move it and they're like okay yeah we're gonna move it we can't go up against avengers endgame um, yeah <laughs> uh-huh. that's yeah. braveheart that's came tough. out may 24th 1995 rob roy came out april 14th 1995 okay and so this rob roy is like poor man's braveheart it had like half the budget. It's wannabe Braveheart, it's, dude. Yeah. I'm sorry to say it. It's wannabe It's kind of like the story where they were like, oh, we have a really good story about this man from Scotland. And somebody else like went to all the same places and was like, I have an even better story about somebody from Scotland. And they were like, they were like, oh, we, I bet you the people from Rob Roy went up and they were like, oh, man. We picture, what's his name? Uh, fucking Braveheart. Uh, what's oh, his? William Wallace? No, no, no. The main guy Mel Gibson. Braveheart. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. So I bet hey, you they were like, Mel oh, Gibson we want... plays William Wallace. They're like, I yeah. bet you, like when Ray, Rob Roy, they were like, we picture Mel Gibson being Rob Roy. And they're just like, oh yeah, that could be good. And then this guy came <laughs> around with Braveheart, the script, and they were just like, oh fuck. Yeah, no, fuck that movie. And they were <laughs> like, all right, well, who else can we get? And we're like, let's get Liam Neeson's on here. <laughs> he just did uh, Schindler's List, Liam Neeson. So oh, he's wow, a pretty okay. big name. So that's so that's I mean still good, but it just seems like the poor man's Braveheart because it was half the budget, and I mean it still it looks like it still did good on the box office. Rob Roy did fifty eight yeah, million yeah, box office, and twenty eight million was the budget, and Braveheart did. I think a lot. I just looked at the box office. Braveheart did. Braveheart did so seventy five million. At, it did like uh, low two hundreds million for. Oh, yeah. that's, that's worldwide. Yeah, worldwide yeah. gross yeah, yeah. two hundred and ten million. And was the or thirteenth highest gross, grossing film that year, um, so it that sucks for Rob Roy timing wise. Yeah, it it really does. I because um, this movie I wasn't felt bad. bad for for the Rob Roy movie. Um, not saying not 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 kind of like foreshadowing yeah. anything and saying oh, like right. it deserved it, but it it was it wasn't that good compared to Braveheart. Yeah, uh, and I said say before like want to be Braveheart. Uh, kind of came out same year, same premise. Dude, they shot in the same places too. This was filmed in Glencoe Highland, Scotland. I I uh, know, and that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Was like, filmed in I Fort William, Glencoe cast, Highland, Scotland. <laughs> I bet some of the members of the supporting cast of Rob Boy would be like, "Yo, I want to be like those fuckers." Over there. <laughs> it seems like Braveheart. Like, I mean, I'm fucking walking over there to that cast. <laughs> it feels like Braveheart. Like I'm just picturing Braveheart had way more people in the film or like just extras or just warriors or soldiers. This film seemed like Rob Roy had like 10 guys. <laughs> Braveheart also had Brian Cox. Really? So he was a yeah, double. Yes. He was he on was double sides. Yes. God, what a... <laughs> <laughs> he was like, well, hey, I'm here. Use you in the AMs and use him on the other movies. <laughs> he didn't even started saying that stuff. I was like, wait, wait, wait. I know there's somebody that overlaps here and yep, it's Brian Cox. 
he just didn't even change his outfit. He just walked across no. the hill and yeah. just yeah. was like, no. I'm here for Braveheart. And they were like, you mm-hmm. are oh, cool. All right. You're in. That's funny. All right, Jacob, your initial thoughts. Um, yeah, you guys have kind of hit it on the head. It, it's a poor man's Braveheart type of deal where I, I don't hate this movie by any means. Um, I, I enjoyed my time watching it. It did. My biggest issue was the first hour. Um, we didn't get to the conflict. He didn't, Rob Roy didn't get in trouble until like an hour in. It was after an hour in when the guy finally got the gold and got killed. And I was like, okay, now we're going to go somewhere. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It, it, it didn't have the epic feel that Braveheart did, which is why Braveheart can get away with the whole three hour length. Um, and this one with just under two and a half, not so much just because of, they didn't tell yeah. quite as epic of an, of a story. He didn't have the impact on Scotland as uh, William Wallace did. No, which is no fault to his own. He was an honorable man in his own right, for sure. But good old Rob Roy, poor man's Braveheart, but honorable man. Um, okay, so I wanted to go back into the trailer, the which Tate didn't see. Did you guys see the trailer by chance? I I did not see it. I'm I'm usually not a proponent. For Do you want me to pull it up? Trailer. Uh, sure. Well, well, don't you play it during the? We, uh, we do, but we can. I I'll pretty much edit out. Um, it's so bad. Like, <laughs> is it? <laughs> it, sucks. it sucks. I'm sorry. It sucks. It sucks. Like if oh, I were made a movie, I feel like I would But as... that's why I hate trailers because like they typically suck. You know, like can I I feel like whoever like uh, the yeah. the trailer game has gotten so good that now they hype they overhype movies. But this no, this might be an I example where they didn't these days give away too much oh, information. Yeah, for sure. They this, give all the way to the best. This trailer didn't give away any any information and also sucked. <laughs> it's like it it was it was a trailer made for you to watch Braveheart. <laughs> this music is tough. <laughs> it's like, it's like oh, if no. somebody was going to the movie theaters and was like, hmm, I, I have to choose between Braveheart and Rob Roy, <laughs> I'm going to choose fucking Braveheart. Yeah, just substitute all this stuff for just Braveheart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like put Braveheart It legitimately on. looks like a fake trailer that would, that would be in front of... Uh... The Robert Downey Jr. blackface movie, um, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> it looks like a parody movie of Braveheart. <laughs> like, you could convince me that this is a porn spoof of Braveheart. <laughs> of Braveheart. And I would be like, damn. There's a lot of sex in the uh, There trailer. is a lot of sex. Which I was like, is this going to be like a fucking sexy movie or like what? Oh, the, we get the voice too. He was willing to give his life. What if he don't call I love the trailer voice guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's good enough. John, yeah, I mean, it, it looks it looks low budget. Can we agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I was like, that I was pretty like, bad. This movie looks so bad, and uh, I, I, well, I I originally thought like oh, this looks this looks like a low budget movie, and it's not going to be good. So, kind of initial thoughts off the trailer. That like I I would much rather if I were to watch a trailer I would much rather it suck and then the movie's better than to watch a really good trailer like old and then have the movie just suck. But was the the trailer for old was sick? On the trailer on old, did you? No, I don't know. We did, but the trailer for old was really good. uh, Yeah, and so that's like trailer good for old. Yeah, it was kind of sick. It definitely (laughs) hooked you. It hooked you because you were like, "What is happening?" Um. But so, mm-hmm. so my first note on this movie that I wrote down was 
subtitles immediately turned on. I yes. first sentence in, I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> How do I not? I should have known. Okay. Subtitles immediately. It took me like 15 minutes. I So with my new speaker system, I have gotten away from subtitles. But this one, I was like, I'm not picking it up very clearly. One, I mean, the mix wasn't great because it's not that popular of a movie. So the best version isn't on HBO Max. So I was like, yep, subtitles are going on. Yeah. Yeah. When I said I took a note for everything, I really mean I took a note for everything. <laughs> One of my notes was um, sometimes can barely understand them. <laughs> the the accents were so thick. Yeah. <laughs> I kept I literally kept getting coming up from my bed to turn up the volume of my TV, and it didn't get any better. Yeah. I <laughs> I found myself turning up <laughs> like, the volume so bad to try and hear it, and then like I was like fuck, I'm, and I just ended up turning down the volume because the other scenes were so loud. But yeah, I know the volume mix was just horrible. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> but yeah, that was my first note that I have down is oh, like, yeah. and I feel like that was almost the same with some of these like Irish and Scottish movies where it's like, it's almost like another language, even though it's speaking English. It's just like, oh my god, you can't even understand them at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. My first note was, damn, um, Scottish Highland cattle are so dope. Yeah. I, every time I see them, I'm like, Uh-oh, just the coolest yeah. cows out there. The coolest cow. Yeah, and that was that was that was my thought before the whole uh, the whole all, all the dialogue was just kind of like the scenery behind the Scottish Highlands is just a place I want to visit yeah, so badly, sure. and and the cows are so badass, like mm-hmm. um, just kind of like the uh, the freaking like roughness to them and kind of like enduring the elements, you know. But I like they, how they shaggy they are. Yeah, the the shagginess of them all. Yeah, there's it's it's pretty badass. I that was one of my first things too. I didn't write, make a note of it, but I thought that the shots in the first few scenes were beautiful. I, and Scotland mm-hmm. is a place I really do want to visit. Um, so also in that first scene, was that was one of those guys the or the the main cattle thief? Was that Davy Jones Lockermans from Pirates Bill of the Caribbean? Nye? No. What that guy's name is Bill Nye. Yeah, N I G H Y. I he's. Oh. I swear he's that also that was in Davy Jones Locker. Um, Wait, it's pronounced N I G H Y. It's pronounced Nye. I'm pretty sure. Maybe it's Nye, Nye. but I'm pretty sure that's. How <laughs> it's you one of those it. things like double life, dude. You know, like yeah. you, you, pretend, <laughs> you pretend like Love it's actually. actually. Bill Nye yeah. is also in Love Actually. Yeah, it's. Uh, you tell everybody it's pronounced Nye, but you know. And then in your double life, down, you tell everybody it's Nay. It's actually like Niggy, like <laughs> or like Nagy. Not Niggy. No, that's way too close to another word. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that that was Davy Jones Locker from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I that and so anywho, that first scene, I was kind of like. I, w- I was confused as to why, and this kind of also plays into a confusion that I have for a lot of the movie, is if they have rifles, why don't they use them more? Like, they feel like they... Yeah! Dude, so, well, what? Like in this I, first... I do have an explanation for that. I mean, one, they're I extremely... They're extremely, um, like, bad at, like... Uh, what, inaccurate? I just lost my words. Inaccurate. Yeah, they're very inaccurate. Um... And it takes like five minutes to reload it. Man, I feel like less than five minutes, but it's like a couple minutes to reload a musket. Yeah, but which yeah, and I know that like because and I they I liked how they later 
when the British people were hunting him down more, like they used it more in that scene. I was like, oh, okay, this seems more like legit. But in that first scene where they had one and they like still didn't use it and they, I don't know, it just kind of like, I felt like it was just like, I don't know when rifles were technically invented or first came around, but it seemed like they should have used those over swords <laughs> by this time. Cause you said this was 15th no, century. So, so 15th the century. movie took place in 1713 in the Scottish Highlands, right? So mm-hmm. um, I looked it up, and uh, in the 1500s, the musket was technically born. 1400s, 15th century. The fort, okay, 1400s. Okay, I mean, so that's when it was cre- like, yeah, made, created. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah so- created, but I don't, th- I don't think it was refined to the actual weapon it was. That was. Yeah, kind of uh, like a really effective until until later, and even then, I mean, as Jacob said, the accuracy of those things is so bad. That's, that's I mean, you're you're, about... you're pretty much you pretty much have like a a wide ass target at even like twenty five yards if you're shooting one of those things. You know, like you could you could miss so easily because that's where like I mean when they they started to run and like they had swords on them, I was like, oh nice. I was like chasing people down with some swords and then all of a sudden you saw the rifle and i was like oh what are they even doing with swords but i guess that i mean that kind of makes sense that you have a mixture of both for your whatever mm-hmm. necessity you need but that was one of my first thoughts in this movie is i was like why are they still fighting with swords at this time but i mean there was sword fighting in the revolutionary war yeah i guess that's yeah i yeah i'm i guess that's true but i was just kind of thinking i don't know there was sword fighting in the civil war mm-hmm. was there yes wow. yeah Huh. And bayonets and whatnot. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what sure. Dave's saying. Like, it literally takes at least a minute to reload your rifle, and by then, like, yeah. it, it, it at that point, it's such close combat that you might as well just start charging with a sword than reloading the rifle. You know, Man, you miss your shot. Imagine trying you to get trained up with a, sword with a sword to kill somebody else to for battle. Yeah. That'd be crazy. But anywho, that was one of my first thoughts. So I guess uh, whatever, that all makes sense. I can live with all that. Mm-hmm. But I kind of saw him with the rifle and I was just like, come on, brother, use it. <laughs> but I did like that first scene of where you kind of get to see Rob Roy's uh, either whatever, whatever you want to call it, his skill level or his um, just kind of the his command that he has or his presence um, when the sheep thief basically challenges him and he just quickly ends him. Um, and then... Mm-hmm. Like you, so, so right in that spot, you kind of get to see how good he might be, or how like how you should maybe fear him or respect him. Um, so I did like that as like an opening scene for Rob Roy. Yeah, and I I kind of thought that that was a pretty random scene because it didn't allude to anything else in yeah. the beginning. Um, but it it, it kind of did highlight the presence that he has and kind of was like the superiority and. Um, like craftsmanship that he maintains over the life of the movie is just like, he's this really uh, powerful and um, respected warrior. Yeah. And he, in, and he uh, only really kind of fights if he needs to, it seemed like, like right yeah. off the bat, like he kind of gives them the option to lay their arms down um, mm-hmm. and give the cattle back. But so, yeah, he seems like a, just a really solid leader throughout the whole movie. You're right. And it, I mm-hmm. like how, but they did. Yeah. They didn't really give much background. Um, I mean, they gave a little bit to that he used to be. A I don't think thief. they need to. I, th- I think that was I think once you start looking into it enough, uh, like that was all the background you need. And yeah. then and then kind of through like various scenes of him walking around his own um, 
I don't I don't know how you call it like village or whatnot or I guess so or, or his uh his property where other families stayed it's you know everybody's like Rob Rob like um and so I, you could tell he was a well respected folk around yeah he's kind of uh, like the leader right. that wasn't ever formally nominated as the mm-hmm. leader by everybody yeah no like you even get that when he goes in and talks to John Hurt. And asked for the loan, and he's like, "Like, how many men do you have that serve you?" And he's like, "None that serve me, but a couple hundred live in my area that and I take care of. I take care of them." Yeah. Well, and so uh-huh. this this goes into like the first scene that I actually really really like the dialogue of, um, which is where they his it was his kids asking about honor, and I was just like, "Damn, that's pretty deep," and that's actually probably one of the best responses. That I think you, I think it might be the best responses mm-hmm. to those questions that you can have about what is honor. Can you like how do you get honor? Um, I forget all the questions that his kids asked, but like, um, yeah. Anywho, his his responses, which I think I noted. Um, yeah. So like, he said, "Do king something about like do kings have honor?" And he said, "All men have or oh wait, all men with honor or no, not all kings have honor, but all men it with was- honor are kings." Something like that. He, the the kid asked something about when will McGregor be king again, um, and I think that was the response. Like we we're, we are kings. All all men that have honor are kings in their home or something like that. And then yeah, and then he said, "How do you get? How does like how does one get?" Oh, here honor? we go. I, and I he found said, it. "Father, will the McGregors ever be kings again?" All men with honor are kings, but not all kings have honor. What is honor? Honor is. What no man can give you, and none can take away. Honor is a man's gift to himself. Do women have it? Women are the heart of honor, and we cherish and protect them. You must never mistreat a woman, or malign a man, nor stand by and see another do so. How do you know if you have it? Never worry on getting of it, on the getting of it. It grows in you, and it speaks to you. All you need to do is listen. God, yeah, that was just a fire interaction but that wasn't like, too bad of a that was pretty good liam neeson that was pretty right? good liam neeson's but um yeah that whole minute conversation with his kids i was like i want to just like save that clip and play that for my future kids and just be like hey <laughs> whenever you ask me this question i'm just going to turn you to liam neeson's <laughs> there's not his last name's not plural i know but it's from that key and peel hmm. speaking of neeson's we get to see neeson's penis kind of yeah, yeah, that was that was crazy. That was. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to comment. I didn't, I didn't have that in my notes. I but. didn't. I didn't see it coming. I was just like, I oh, knees and penis. Uh, he's bathing, and then I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, another note I have along that lines are wigs are so weird. Why did they wear them? Thank you. Oh, oh my, my god. god, that was my next. My was my next thing. I said the hairdos are absolutely ridiculous. Oh my Washington god, thank you. Style. And then, okay, what was crazier is that the hair, it felt like the hair was getting curlier and curlier <laughs> as the movie went on. Yeah. It like, it like, it, it felt more perfect, the hair as it went on. I, and so it was just ridiculous. I, I was, so that my, yeah, my note was on this was like, the, those, that entire outfit or like that entire look has to be the worst fashion, like iconic. Um, look throughout history like i mean the hair is just 
atrocious. The hats are pretty bad, but the whole outfit in general and like the white makeup with the rosy cheeks just got to be the worst. Yeah. The worst fashion sense ever in history. And I think they did a pretty good job with the whole, the like the Highlander outfit in the villages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But beyond so, that and in the actual palaces, they, I mean, God, they look on. bad. Oh, they look so fuck, bad. I would hate to live in that time. Ready for story like, time? This is what looks good. I'm ready for, ready for story time. For nearly two centuries, powdered wigs called perukes were all the rage. The chick hair piece would have never become popular. However, if it hadn't been uh, for a venereal disease, a pair of self-conscious kings and poor hair hygiene. The Peruke story begins like many others with syphilis. Oh boy. By 1580, <laughs> the STD had become the worst epidemic to strike Europe since the Black Death. According to William Clowes, Cloves, Clowes, I don't know, C-L-O-W-E-S, an infinite multitude of syphilis patients clogged London's hospitals and more filtered in each day. Without antibiotics, victims f- faced the full brunt of the disease, open sores, nasty rashes, blindness, dementia, and oh, patchy God. hair loss. Baldness swept the land. At the time, hair loss was a one-way ticket to public embarrassment. Long hair was a trendy status symbol, and a bald dome <laughs> could stain any reputation. When Samuel Pepe's brother acquired syphilis, the diarist wrote, If my brother lives, he will not be able to show his head, which will be a very great shame to me. Hair was that big of a deal. Damn. That was a darker reasoning wow. than I was expecting for that fashion sense. But I and still Louis think it's the, the worst thing Louis Fourteenth was only 17 when he, his mop started thinning. His mop started thinning. Poor guy. Had to throw on that wig to have his status. Mm-hmm. The only thing that sounded familiar is the long hair is hip and trendy. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, it just made me think about like past, uh, I guess like historical, I don't know, outfits or fashion, fashion trends. trends. Yeah. Like togas, fucking dope. Um, oh, yeah. The kilts. Yeah. The kilts are dope. Yep. But like. Oh my god, those curly wigs are just the worst things ever. Yeah, anywho, I'm yeah, glad I that you guys they couldn't they couldn't make it like look worse. They wanted to. Yeah. They were just, <laughs> they, oh, and they said what's um, the worst look we could Tim go Roth's for? was yeah. awful. Uh, which was, one was which one was it he? It was the worst one. He was like the main Cunningham, the guy that uh Rob Roy faced at the end. Okay. Wow. I do have a note yeah. that he is my least favorite character probably in any movie ever now. Now that I like have, I've seen a good handful of movies where they have a pretty good antagonist, but like, as far as just people go, I think his outfit plays a big role in why I hate him, but no, his outfit, his outfits, all right, his outfit sucked. He's the but worst. Overall, he was, oh my God, he Dude, was a good he's, character. Well, I know that's why he's a good character. I hate his character. This is the struggle I face every single podcast, Nate. It's so. Is Tate and Sage are like, oh, this guy was just the worst. I hate him. And I'm like, okay, what do you mean? Do you mean you hate his character and it was a good job? Yes. Or do you mean that you hate that it was like it was a bad character? No. I hate it's a struggle. His character. I hated how bad he looked, but how good he was. Yeah, he was he was good. He played the role so mm-hmm. fucking good. Yeah, he got nominated and, and for an I actor back for this on role. It, it, he, he was he was an amazing actor for the role. Yes, I agree with you on that. I think looked. like as far as who his character was and the things that his character did are the reasons why I hate him more than any other character ever. Yes. Like, he he was just an asshole. He obviously looked bad. We covered that one. Looked like yep. an idiot. Um, 
also acted really creepy. One of my other notes really off, off the bat, I was just like, this guy creeps me out. I don't, we have barely even seen any scenes from him, but he creeps me out a lot. And then later, just like everything he does after that, when he, the, I mean, we'll get into it. Like when he kills, basically sets this plot finally on its path and like kills the Scottish guy, takes the coins, um, the, sh- the shillings. And then everything he does after that, when he rapes the rapes, his wife, burns their village, shoots all their livestock. Like that was that entire scene. I was like, fuck this guy. This guy's the worst. And I already didn't like him. And then like mm-hmm. everything after that, I just hate him more and more and more. So he did a good job. I give him that. But I'm saying as like he was, a character, he's one of my least he was, favorite characters yeah. ever. He was nominated for an Oscar. Um, he lost to Kevin Spacey. Oh, in fuck. Wait, I got wow. this. 1995. No, it's the, it's the usual suspects. Yeah. Yep. Fuck yeah. Also nominated Brad Pitt for 12 Monkeys, Ed Harris for Apollo 13, and James Cromwell from Babe. Um, you know who James okay, Cromwell I was gonna is say... because he was in LA Confidential, Tate. He was the he was the don't tall, know. skinny guy that was like the bad cop in LA Confidential. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know if that was this if this was just me, but the three so I looked at three years, right? I looked at 2012, 2011, and 1995. All had amazing movies to all three of those years. Um, so it was kind of like frustrating to pick Rob Roy when I was like <laughs> passing all these other movies. I was like, oh my God, there it goes. Fucking this movie and this movie. And this Usual movie. Suspects and, is one of my favorite movies of all time. This one. That was just kind of like a little side tangent. Yeah. You, um, that is, there's probably a lot of movies passed up in that to choose Rob Roy, but I have a lot of respect yeah. for you choosing Rob Roy. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I can't believe he shot the dog. Yeah. Oh, thank oh you. my That's it. That's God, that dude, that pissed me off so much. I, I had to that make was a the note last straw. It, of course, that I was, had to make a note of it. That was even um, before he did the other things, and that was the last straw for me. Yep, I said when they killed the dog, it hurt me, and then, <laughs> um, but the funny thing after that is that they started making those sheep noises. Yeah, as they as were they leaving. As they were, like, rowing the boat backwards. Fuck them. And, oh, man. And the guy was like, hi, you missed me with your shot. And they were like, bah. ultimate ultimate. We should do that, that to Sage kind of his first yeah, episode. I, I laughed a little bit. Too. That's like the ultimate fuck you. Yeah, it was. But, bah. yeah, when, like, so when, like. cheap. Like, we don't give a fuck about you. When like, they were pulling up and the wife was walking away like or running back to her house or walking whatever she was doing um and he pulled out his musket i was just like oh fuck she's about to get murked and then you hear the dog yelp and i was like oh fuck he did not just do that yeah. like i didn't even think that that was going to be on his mind and that son of a bitch did it god he's the fucking mm-hmm. worst oh man i'd i'd kick oh if i ever met his character i would just have to kick his ass i don't think i could not do you know what the noise is called that the sheep makes? Like the bah? Is it called bah? Is no. it called a screech? <laughs> is a it bleat. called a, a laugh? A what? It's a bleat. B-L-E-A-T. E-A-T? B-L-E-A-T. What the fuck? Bleat. There's no way. <laughs> Look it up. No way. Why does a that have a word? Of, okay. Okay. A sheep, goat, or calf that makes a characteristic weavering cry. <laughs> Weird. Or the calf. The I've never heard that <laughs> word bleat. 
So okay, so yeah, I guess cows do make that. They go like the. It's 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 mainly cows. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, when they're looking for their mom. Yeah, that, that's that's what the noise is. Is it's they're that's how they communicate to try to find their parents. Okay, so another note that I made now that we're kind of working our way through like plot and um, getting Bye. up to some some good scenes. One good thing that the British did get right: chamber pots. Fucking chamber pots are dope. Just wake up, no, pee right disgusting. there, boom. If you're royalty, oh, you don't have dude, to deal with it. Yeah, love I, I kind of like that. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this pot? Might have to just like, bring right, that back. Taking a sweet little piss in it. Yeah. yeah. Take a quick little piss. <laughs> um, yeah. Anywho, that was a side tangent. Why can't that be normalized? Yeah, huh? we're gonna we're gonna bring that back. You can put a Gatorade can bottle we, by your can bed. Can we normalize? No, I don't want a Gatorade. Box? I don't want a Gatorade. Get yourself bottle. a thirty-two like ounce nice, Gatorade bottle. Same no, thing. I want like no. a nice. I want to hear the sweet sounds of my piss ringing off that metal side. <laughs> <laughs> just I hung over and just blurry. yeah. All right. So my next my next thing is the one of the scenes I really did like. There's a lot of scenes for Rob Roy that I did like. I don't think. Like, Liam Neeson did good, but I don't think, like, he had much to show. Like, I feel like he never really showed much emotion, even when yeah. he found out his wife was raped. Like, he barely kind of showed emotion. Um, but I did like the scene in the bar when they were kind of starting to make that deal with the king or whatever he fucking was. And um, the and the guy that he, well, he killed his sheep thief brother, um, I don't know, Gunthry, I think was his name. Don't know how I remember that name out of all the names, but... Um, That's crazy. He yeah he came up to him in the bar and like challenged him and he said like I just thought that was a really um really cool scene to show how like wise and um kind of take the higher ground um Liam Neeson's character was because when he was just like all right so are we gonna do this uh, first cut right and he was just like yeah just we'll we'll duel until someone gets cut and then he said cool and he just grabbed his sword and cut his hand and he's like congrats good on you and then walked out the bar I was like that's baller. That was I, I love that scene. And I, I, I made a note and I'm trying to look for the note actually. And everyone in the bar scene. was like, damn. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was sweet. It, it, it kind of just like showed the respect to Liam Neeson there too. Is so, that like everybody knew he was, uh, um, everybody knew who he was and that, and he, that he could easily take what's Gun- his name? Yeah. Gunther. Gunther. Gunthry. I don't. Yeah, I didn't really re- remember that. Guthrie. Yeah, sure. There's no N. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been way too surprised if I nailed it. Yeah, but that was that was closer than I would have gotten. I do. Yeah. So I like that scene. Um, and yeah, I I think the other so the other pinnacle character that we haven't really touched on at all yet is the co-conspirator in this entire plot of sabotaging the Highlanders. Killian. Brian Cox's character. Kalern. Fuck that name. Kalern. Yeah. K-I-L-L-E-A-R-N. He also sucked. Yeah. He's a little snake guy. He's like a little... What's the guy in Game of Thrones? Uh, Dinklage. Not Dinklage. Oh, God. Baelish. Baelish. He's like a little Peter fucking Baelish. What was his nickname? In Game of Thrones? Yeah. Can we take a A time out here? Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to go hit the chamber pot? Yeah, you guys want to join? <laughs> I'm good. I've got. A, I, mean, I guess bladder. you guys are stuck <laughs> joining. <laughs> okay, after your chamber Sorry. pot break, <laughs> where were we? I don't even know. Were we talking um, about Killian? 
Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. He also sucked. So he, so he's the other. And I think I, when I say that I really hate whatever the main British guy is that sucks, I think Cunningham. He's, yeah, he's the he's the side of Cunningham that I really, really, really hate too. Like that you never that he never really. I mean, he gets killed in the end, but um, he's kind of the start to it all. He's the one that like has the idea. He plants the seed. He's the kind of the guy behind the scenes that's like just as equally bad as other fucking British guy. But mm-hmm. yeah, so he sucked. I, I hated them as a pair duo. I mean, they did really good when I say that, but I hated their characters. I wanted to punch them both. Speaking of a character that I hated, Alistair. Alistair? Alistair. Yeah, he's like the guy that got shot, like shot the British soldier. And while they were all like, uh, running away. While they're, yeah, they're running up the hill. And yeah, he's the one that I killed Killian. Yeah. Did not oh, like him. Yeah, he was, yeah, he the, was. Like young kid. Just an idiot. Just just an absolute moron. Yeah, big time idiot, for sure. Yeah. So when when he just... doubted that right-hand man, I was like, you done fucked up. Don't doubt that man. He is one of you. Archibald. Archibald's the douche guy. That's Argyle. what I thought you said. Alistair. No, no, the, the, the douche British guy that I hate the most. Archibald. Just Ar- the worst it's name. Not Ar- it's not Archibald. It's definitely not Archibald. That's it's what I have in my notes. No, that's his last name. Cunningham. Oh, it is Archibald Cunningham. Yeah. You're right. I wrote down, I hate Archibald. It creeps me out. Yeah. Also, just the worst name ever. Archibald Cunningham. Fuck. Dude, guy sucks. Archibald. Um, I mean, that's the extent of my notes, but we can keep talking. I, I nicknamed him Archie. Yeah. In my, uh, <laughs> Archibald. That's where that's where he fell in my notes. I was like, dude, Archie's better than Archibald. Archibald. Archie. But, okay, so then moving, okay. like, I guess going into maybe some other things, like, plot-wise about the movie where you can actually talk movie-related things, mm-hmm. um, I did like the plot when it took off. Jacob, you're right. It did take some time to finally take yeah. off. But once it did take off of, this is the, the plan of Liam Neeson to bring some more prosperity to his town and his folks. Um, and the way he was going to do it was in a very honorable way of just classic business, buying and selling um, and making his profit, paying back his debts, all those things. I was like, cool. And then when it starts to take the turn of, okay, let's, let's jack this money from them. I was like, okay, now this gets really interesting. And I do like how they made the, the, the switch of how the, or, and I like how they put in like the reasoning behind it to be like, I need a note, not actual cash or coin um, for this. And then for the devious little fuckers to be like, here, here's cold, hard cash for you that you can run with. And the guy was like, no, that's not part of the deal. I'm not doing that. And he said, well, this is it or nothing. And he was like, well, fuck, this is for my, this is for my town. So I like the pickle that he was put in, um, I don't know. I liked all of that and how that story was planted and developed. My one question yeah. though, my one question though, when he had the coins, the shillings, and he was riding away with a horse and fucker Archibald was waiting for him, he turned around and had the gun pointed at him and Archibald said something like, you can't always trust a gun and he fired it at him and yeah, nothing and happened. it didn't work. Yeah. So I, was that just a blank or what were we supposed to take of that? 
I have no I, idea. I didn't have subtitles turned on yet. I don't think actually. I may, no, I don't think I did. And that was a well ways in. I can't remember when I turned subtitles on, but I have no idea what he said. I have no idea what happened. I was just like, that was weird. Let's just move on. Yeah, I turned on subtitles for literally one scene and one scene only. Um, I think when they're on the boat rowing with uh, with that the... one dude that they kidnapped. Brian yeah. Um, yeah. Killer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, I, I, I didn't understand that relationship that much. Uh, it didn't really make sense. and I didn't uh, understand the interaction. Yeah, Why did the he, gun he, not go off? Did he miss? I, 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 no, no, the gun I, went he, off. Yeah, the gun went it, off. But did it like fire blank or did he just miss? Or, like... He hid it in the trees and he obviously, and before the scene even happened, like he knew what was in the trees. Yeah, well, he, I was just <laughs> like, what the fuck is he doing? He like, like turns and he puts it up in the tree. And then right after he's done with that, the Archibald <laughs> is right in front of him. He's like, what are you trying to yeah. do? I literally just saw you do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that whole, okay. Now that we're talking about it, I think that before, was the worst scene before that happened, it, it didn't make sense. The, the the plot for me kind of felt over at that point. Um, that was a tough scene to watch. Yeah, plot wise. Yeah, like it fell yeah, through plot, a little bit. Plot wise, so when I read the synopsis versus, and I hate to say synopsis, but like when I when I kind of like looked into the overarching kind of like plot of everything. Um, it didn't really make sense. It's 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 really Rob Roy was supposed to have this thousand dollars or a thousand pounds in his in his possession, and he lost it. But it ended up he being his accomplice who lost it, and he lost it for for the dumbest reason ever. I mean, yeah. Well, and like, what do you? I mean, what do you even like say at that point? Like, thank God that that kind of British king was at least a little bit smart, where he's like, I know you guys are fucking you're hiding something. I don't know what it is, but I know you guys are being really fucking weird right now. And when Rob Roy comes up, he's like, we never got the thousand. It got robbed from us. Um, and then those two guys were kind of being quiet. Um, like that's whole, my whole thing, Rob, like that's just fucking tough. Like that would be a, what do you say at that point? It's like the guy who lent you money who you don't really like that much. Um, he doesn't necessarily love you, but like, what do you, like, you have no proof of anything. Like it's just that would suck. And then on top of that, to just go fucking raid his house and his home and everything that they shoot the dog, shoot the cattle, rape his wife, everything. I was like, Jesus, this got out of hand really fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like they could have just been like, damn, that was tough. Take my money or take my land or whatever. I promised you if I didn't. Um, but it got it got out of hand quick. Like, it, especially in like a modern day context, you're like, the guy owes him like whatever a thousand pounds would be nowadays, maybe like ten grand or something, and then to just like pillage everything that he owns seems like crazy in a modern day con context, and like it seems like a mafia type of thing, which I think is more akin to like if it was like an actual like governor that you were, um borrowing money from or the government i wouldn't yeah. put it past the government government i guess to come and ransack your house and yeah. kill your dog because you got your irs tax money wrong who, who knows okay and i also looked this up um that a thousand pounds back in 1713 would be roughly two hundred and fifty thousand dollars today so quite alone <laughs> wait what yeah. okay 
250000 Okay, but I thought that it was a bunch of shillings and the whatever the Scottish coin was. Yeah, but you got to think. So so there's that one scene where they would, the, the tax collector yeah. of the city, they were like, oh, you got a rabbit today. That is fair yeah. enough. Or yeah, yeah, like we're we're still missing some money. No money today. Yeah, yeah. Like back in the day, they would accept rabbits. They would accept <laughs> goats. They would accept all of these random things other than other than actual monetary value, or that would equivalent to monetary value. We should try that with the IRS. Days. Yeah. <laughs> Say hey, sorry. Hey, I accept these fucking. I mean, that's I drank four hundred of... beers this week. <laughs> Spent all that of my tax of money how gambling. It works, where like, Here's if you don't have your money, they like seize your assets. Yeah. yeah exactly. I'm just wondering if like, what if I, like I brought them go. a dead rabbit instead of my assets? <laughs> yeah. I thought you meant like your TV. No, 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 rabbit. no. I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that probably be would be a more sorry. appropriate equivalent is walk up just with a flat screen TV and just be like. I'm sorry. Here, I don't have my taxes, but here, yeah, <laughs> they'd be like, "What the fuck?" Um, but it's it's basically a loan of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's that you're insane to someone. That's a big so, one. That's a lot of money. Yeah. If I was fucking Albatross, what is his name? Archie Montrose. Archibald oh, Cunningham. Yeah, Montrose Cun- Archibald. Archibald Cunningham. Cunningham. If I was him, then if I would just take that money and run, I wouldn't even go back to the king. But anywho, the so. Also, one plot thing that I didn't like, but I mean, I guess I understand it, um, was the whole, his wife not wanting to tell her husband about what happened. I was like, cause, and I think that's just really easy from a third party's perspective to be like, come on, tell him, come on, tell him. Uh, but to like, I mean, I can't, I mean, obviously can't even imagine going through that. So it'd be like, maybe you don't want to, maybe like, maybe you're scared that he'll see you in a different light. So that was well, one thing that I didn't like. No, but. so so her her justification for it was, if he she knew if she told him, then he would just go crazy and not be strategic about getting revenge. And so she knew if that he if she withheld the information, she would he would still accomplish the same type of goal, just actually be able to accomplish it and not get himself killed. Yes, okay, I agree with that. But then she goes ahead and does a non strategic thing. So if she's like thinking about how to be strategic and the best way to be strategic. Oh, the cutting the guy? Yeah, then she goes up and like when she has the chance, she stabs him. And like then that ruins their whole plan about being strategic. And he was and he even mm-hmm. goes up there and he's like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Um, we had this, like we captured this guy. We had a plan. Um, and she let her emotions get the best of her. But so, And then again, Alistair fucks it up even also, worse and yeah, actually kills him. And actually kills him. I mean, he probably was going to die, but yeah. Yeah, he was going to die for sure. But yeah, no then he way. actually, yeah, he got in like the neck, dude. He got, no, but it was like a cut like neck. this. I don't think it was a stab in the neck. I think it, it was, was a cut oh, I thought because it, the I knife thought was, it was like a stab. I pictured it as like a good, good stab in the back of the neck. I pictured it as something like that. Oh, I don't like know. a slice. I, I, mean, I assumed that he was going to die either way and that the guy just hated him. So took it upon himself. But mm. anyhow, nah, I didn't, that, sure. that frustrated me to see her not tell him. And I was like, oh, I get it, but it's frustrating. And then for her mm-hmm. to like go ahead and kill him when they had this plan, I was like, ah, damn it, come on. And then finally, when he, and then the the kid, like we were talking about earlier, he fucks up later by giving away their position, puts them all in danger, puts, I mean, basically gives Rob Roy over because he fucked, because he's his emotions get the best of him. And he killed one random little soldier. Um, But that was another thing that frustrated me. I was like, 
And he was like an idiot about it. He never realized that he was an idiot. Yeah. And he was like, I killed one of them. I killed one of them. And he's like, fucking great. But yeah, he's like, doesn't matter. <laughs> you killed one. There's still 35 of them. And chasing now they're us. charging us. Six of us. <laughs> yeah. And they have we horses. Just have We're swords. on foot. And <laughs> <laughs> Literally outnumbered in every way. We have swords and four shots. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was another frustrating thing. But, um, and then, so then it kind of gets to, obviously, he gets captured. Um, they start to bring him back. Leads to one of the coolest scenes, I think, in the whole movie is when um, he confronts the guy and he was like, he tells him basically what happened. He's like, your guys killed my guy, took your money, and blamed it on us. And that's what set us down this entire path. And he explains it. And he's like, I don't even have to explain it. You should know, based on this guy's character, who he is. And like yep. that's, and I like that line because then the guy kicks him and he's like, fuck, that's like what would get me <laughs> is describing. And they're going to hang him. And I, the great escape. Yeah. Greatest escape. That was sick. How he just, I, like, yeah, no, I, I love, I absolutely love that scene. It was, it was played out perfectly. He, he kind of explains, yep, I'm going to frame this on him. And it kind of caught him in this moment of like, oh my fuck, am I going to get, persecuted by the king yeah, yeah. I, I don't know the official term of uh what he was i don't know what he was yeah the whole the whole the whole hanging system i thought was absolutely badass and the whole escape was so badass um where he well they he like jumped had off the to, bridge yeah they had to cut the rope they had to cut the rope and i, I was just like this is and then so he sick, dude especially back in the inside day. the cow and if you think and i, and I kind of like thinking of of back in the day of 1995, I think 25 years ago of, of movie scenes and, and this happening. It's, it's, it's pretty hardcore, honestly. Yeah. You know, actually that would be something interesting to look up is whether he was like, was the stunt double, whether they had a stunt double. I mean, I'm sure actually mm-hmm. they had a stunt double doing all that going through the rapids and stuff, but cause that looked pretty intense. But yeah, definitely I, going through the rapids, jumping off the bridge, falling into the water. I don't know. I could see Liam Neeson's doing that, but um, they had a, it was, I mean, this movie, I felt like hit a couple of new or newer movies that have come out in the last few years. One of them was the Revenant in that scene. Have you guys seen the Revenant? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A while ago when it came out, isn't that what he does? Yep. Doesn't he hide in like a carcass of a horse? Maybe. I think that's what he does. I think he hides in yeah, the carcass he of his horse to protect from the weather. So they that's remind me Luke, of that. That's what Luke Skywalker, or that's oh, what yeah. Han wow. Solo puts Luke in the Tauntaun in Empire. I I, uh, I figure I could, I could do a Tauntaun. What's a, ta- a Tauntaun? A Tauntaun is a creature uh, from Empire Strikes Back uh, that is a, um, uh, that Luke Skywalker and Han Solo used to ride in the land of Hoth, which is an ice planet. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out how to fit it into a sketch. Yeah. And the Tauntaun is basically, I had to, um, give me, uh, the Tauntaun is basically, um, <laughs> Wow, yeah. There we go. Um, yeah, one of my notes was kind of random that he... So, kind of after that scene, he kind of just randomly showed up in his wife's house, sitting on that chair. Yeah. After, after that scene. Um, I thought that was kind of weird, but the whole escape was pretty badass to me. Well, in general, I'm glad you brought that up because that was another thing that was frustrating is when she was like, you should go to the, uh, I mean, now we're getting into details of positions that I definitely the don't other know. Lord, the other Lord, 
um, that was apparently higher up or kind of equal. Which was, same level, I think. I'm so not, just random, a different region. Dude. But like, he seemed to have. I mean, but the other king tr- was trying to get him basically like, dethroned. It seemed like. And yes. I I didn't understand that. It's it's. Yeah, that was the that was the. They had these two hierarchies. Jacobite. That, that How do you say it? No, that they didn't explain. So they didn't explain it throughout the entire movie. Is that one was vouching for Rob, and one was totally against Rob the entire time and wanted him to get killed. Well, well, I one know. of them didn't even really know Rob existed. Okay. Or okay. Well, well, you just watched the movie, so maybe I missed. I guess him. yes. Yeah. yeah. So. Let's call them lords. I, I think they called them a different thing, but lord is close enough. They were lords of two different regions of Scotland. And so the uh, John Hurt's character wanted to take over this guy that protected Rob Roy's wife and kids, wanted to take over his land and was like, all right, I'll tell you what, if you, um, if you tell, like, if you like bear false witness against him and like lie on my behalf, then we'll forget about the debt because I'll have taken over his land. So we'll pretty much be even. And so then he was like, no, I don't want to. Then his wife went to him at like when she couldn't find another way out and was like, Hey, what's go- like, this is the situation that my husband's in. Will you protect us? And he's like, yeah, I, I guess. So that's a tough situation. But, and then yeah. I think he kind of, he not, I don't want to say f- fell for Rob Roy, but he was like, Oh, this guy's like a pretty good dude. Yeah. He's honorable. Um, and then Jacobitism is was a largely 17th and 18th century movement that supported the restoration of the senior line of the house of how of the house of Stuart to the British throne. The name is derived from Jacobus, the Latin version of James. Jacob, are you a Jacobus? Are you are you no, a Jacobite? My followers are Jacobites. Ah, I like that. Um, yeah, the, and so. I think this get like that that got to one thing that I thought was frustrating is when his wife was like, You should go talk to him for all of the and tell him all of the wrongdoings that happened to us. Um and when he was like, No, I'm I'm not gonna do that. Like he that he almost seemed like too honorable or like too uh I don't know, selfish in his own image to like Yeah, and like he didn't want to be in debt to somebody else. Which like I think there's like a line obviously for that. Cause like, I mean, if somebody wrongs you just a little bit, you're like, I'm not going to call my big brother to come fight my battles for me. But they came in and like did everything that you could ever do to somebody to ruin their life. And at that point I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to end, I'm going to end this guy. I'm going to take everything that I can. I'm going to take my best shot at just destroying this King and the guys that are with him. But so that was the other part that I thought, I'm glad that she ended up finally doing that. Um, because I think that that was like clearly the option that yielded the best results, which I'm li- and I like that mm-hmm. it kind of finally led up to this last scene of the yeah good duel yeah great duel yeah and I kind of want to get into the duel a little bit because um, that was probably my favorite one of my favorite scenes of the movie was the duel uh, so first I kind of want to allude to the music. One one I wanted to allude to the music of the uh, the whole thing was I thought the music was good. It matched the scene of the Scottish Highlands of of kind of like the whole movie is that if it it, it it made me seem like I was I was like with the characters 
battling against each other in the Scottish Highlands. And then the final duel was great because of the moments of silence in between the sword fighting is just how it would play out in real life. It's you have two Kings standing there and they would scuffle for five seconds, take a pause and there'd be just be silence. I mean, yeah. there's no, obviously no music going on in the background when they were scuffling, but, but it's it kind of like, that's like, the way that the fight goes. Yeah. It's the, it's the way the fight goes. And it, it, it's kind of like, you just felt the empowerment of the two characters in front of you. And I really love that scene. I like um, it. Yeah. How intense it was leading up to it, where it's like, they both enter the room. They both hate each other a lot, uh, but they still respect the process. And it's like, yep. you go over, you choose your weapon, you bow down. I loved it. And like, it, it. there's so much like respect in the process that the, uh, the composer Carter Burwell. Um, he is doing the music on a movie that we talked about a little bit last week, the new Martin McDonough movie with Barry Keegan, Colin Farrell, and Brendan Gleeson. That fits, it seems like. Is he Scottish? Gotta be. Gotta be. <laughs> Gotta be. He also did In Bruges. He also did the Twilight movies, but we don't have to talk about those. <laughs> um, yeah, I... So I the music that was in like the score of the movie was good. It was all like beautiful Scottish type music invoked the feeling of Scotland. But to me, a lot of it didn't quite fit with what was happening on screen. Like I think of like, there were a couple scenes where like the camera started to zoom out and like, just like see the Scottish like highlands and whatnot. And like the scene where they were having sex on the rock and like zoomed, like went behind the rock and then like zoomed out. And the score just like swelled and swelled and got like super dramatic and intense. And I was like, what am I supposed to be feeling right now? Why is the music swelling so much? It just didn't quite fit. Like it, it was like, it was music of like an epic moment when all we were looking at were, were the Highlands, which are beautiful. And it was nice to have a nice piece of music behind looking at them, but it just felt a little bit off. I honestly don't know if I paid attention too much to the music. I mean, I think music is the one thing that for me sometimes slips the most so but yeah i mean i i i think that yeah i don't have too much comment yeah i i mean i think the the music towards the end and or i i think it was just the beginning and the end really i mean in the middle it didn't really matter um in the beginning sounds but um i think it, it i think it did play a part in uh kind of like highlighting the the good part. Uh, I don't know. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Fuck it. Um, well, so there's, there's one last thing that I wanted to reference this to, which Jacob, I know you've seen it cause we did, reviewed it. Was this not basically a 99 version of the last duel? Hmm. I, I knew, I figured you might bring that up. Um, oh, God, have to. It's like the same. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's a the basis version. of that one is one guy says he didn't do it, and the other guy says he did do it, and the girl says he did do it. it yeah, this that one about, was yeah. more on like the, what he did to the his The actual wife. charge of rape. Yeah, and this one is, I mean, that was just a part of it, but yeah, yes. I mean, it felt but very yes. similar to The Last Duel. Yeah. Where there's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, the way they start, tell a story is very different, but um plot wise no but uh, yeah yeah like there's a lot of similarities a rape is involved and he they duel at the end and they duel yeah 
<laughs> I guess okay. Now that you simple it down to that, damn. All right, yeah, that is pretty. But much yes, it. no. Like the, the point still stands. Yes, this I think was a th- pretty common occurrence. Unfortunately, back then. Yeah, hate to hear it, but I'm glad that in the end he won. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. So I actually thought he wasn't gonna win. They would think they he got you with win. that one. I mean, I I yeah. felt like they weren't gonna end it with him dying just because. The only reason could. I thought he was gonna die was because of Braveheart. Like I thought we were gonna get some like shots of flying over Scotland about like Rob Roy inspired a bunch of people to blah 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 blah. I, I and he was drawn right. and quartered, and his yeah. pieces of body, his body were put all across Scotland. So I, I thought that the way that it was going to end when he was kind of losing and about to die, I was like, well, they're not going to kill him, but maybe it'll end up in a thing where like they both stab each other and they both kind of end up dying. Um, that's what I thought was going to be pretty likely. But there was a moment there where I thought after he, after Liam Neeson killed Tim Roth's character that he was going to like start walking out and then fall over and also die. Yeah. I thought that that was a very, very plausible ending, but, but granted the only like possibility of like a fatal slash was to his stomach. The other ones were to like yeah. his shoulder. And I think his arm was, I think and there was he also one got there shot too, at but, one yeah. point and he was totally fine. So he's yeah. clearly a beast. He's got a certain set of skills. <laughs> Thank God he didn't have a daughter that they kidnapped. <laughs> what do you think? Do they have a boy or a girl? Okay, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I so and I thought when he it? was gonna return, it was gonna be one of those cliche moments where Yeah, the ending of where oh, where it, I, it took so months for him to come back and he ended up having a daughter and she ended up being like three years old and gives you the flash yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see the flash forward. And then, She's and born then with the same some... wig that Tim Roth's character has. <laughs> oh, God. And they're like, no! And, and I'm kind of glad. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad they didn't do that because it would be so stupid if it was like, I yeah. mean, he lives probably like right down the road from where this all happens, you know? Yeah. And you can see many scenes of them, you know, going back and forth between either. And they, they moved houses a lot, you know? So yeah. they got houses burned constantly. Yeah, they they constantly got their villages. Which raided, I don't know about and you they guys. They just had another backup house, fucking house. Somewhere. I'm gonna end you. <laughs> they just like just had somewhere else to stay. So, um, I thought they were gonna allude to another another point where you know Rob Roy returns. His daughter's fucking already six years old, running around with a bow and arrow. Like and they're all happy, slaughtering wild beasts somewhere. But no. Yeah, it ended appropriately it didn't like i mean it gave you the happy ending of him getting his revenge but and like getting all of his debts paid off and everything but he still i guess in the end (laughs) never really got his deal done like basically in the end he got his debts waived off even though it was still stolen from him yeah so i don't know but it was good it was a good ending i liked it yeah i did too i yeah i i agree we got more notes to cover I got nothing no. else. No? No, I'm good. Okay, I, th- I think that's all of my notes as well. Um, so we'll go into some scores here, shall we? 
From the aggregators, a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 55 out of 100 on Metacritic. Wow, 55 out of 100 on Meta? Mm-hmm. They're brutal sometimes. They are. Yeah. Um, I haven't looked at... Uh... Oh, Nate, we never came back to your answer. Oh, no, we did not. Oh, no, please don't do this to me. <laughs> we'll go through our scores, but you got you to gotta come up with something. Is okay. there a movie okay. you've seen where thinking, you're like, oh, I've done something like that before? While I'm thinking, can we... All right, so Tate, I, Tate must have texted me during Whiplash review because I re- saw Whiplash with Tate, and uh, I rated it 88 out of 100, so just kind of like want to make that clear to the listeners is that... Uh, I also got rated an 88 out of 100. Is Yep, yep. <laughs> Jake and I are on the same, same scale there. Um that was a good movie. That was a good movie. Um, and to actually answer a question now, I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just had a little whiplash detour. Yeah. There's, there's yeah, not a movie that you're like, oh, I wanted, I've, I wanted to, I've been I wanted through to something up. like that before. Or, oh, man, I remember watching this movie all the time with my boys in junior high. Yeah, I mean. Oh, man, my girlfriend broke up with me after we saw this movie in the theater. Can we add, like, something, like a little bit of, uh, like, an excerpt? Like, hey, it comes back to me and I shoot it to you later, kind of fail. Or, like, what? If you get it to me by like Saturday or Sunday, yeah, I will voice your answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Well, I can, I can give my score. Um, this one, uh, I mean, definitely a movie I don't ever need to see again. It was good, but I think I'd be very, 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 very bored if I ever watched it again. Um, but it was a solid first time watch. Um, I'm gonna give it a seventy. It was fine. It was good. I think if I watched it again, it'd go lower. But I think it was a it was a good movie. It entertained me, and it made me frustrated. It made me feel emotions. It made me frustrated. It made me happy. So, what more can you ask? Yeah. yeah it was... No, you're not next. You're last. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know how this whole thing goes. The movie picker goes last. By the way, um, Nate is one of our... He, I mean, he listens to a lot of our episodes. And so for you not to know that is inexcusable. <laughs> I must not listen to a lot of guest episodes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I pretty much agree with you. I don't know if I'd be bored to tears if I watch this again, but I probably will never watch this again. Um, I'm giving it a 72. Wow, we are on the same page. I was going to give it a 71. Um, wow. Yeah, so I I don't like Tate's, Tate's scoring system of these solid numbers, 70, 75, it's 80. It's so He doesn't bad. like it either. Um, there's definitely in-betweens there. Uh, uh, it, was so, it was so okay. Like, so okay. Yeah, like, 70 uh, is the most okay number. <laughs> it was, it was uh, yeah, wannabe Braveheart. Um, it was it was an okay storyline had had a little bit of good story to it, a little bit of good fighting and the only reason I brought it up a little bit above seventy was because of the last scene um and so that's why I gave it a seventy one um but yeah I I, I feel it was like, it, yeah. it was just so mediocre you know <laughs> I, I, it's the most like <laughs> it's just it mediocre so braveheart. Poor man's brain. And, 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 and I was kind of thinking be, before this episode when we were all 
what 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 I was gonna score it because that that kind of all comes down to it is, and I was thinking the in the mid sixties to begin, and then and then the kind of like the last scene brought me up to seventy, and then as we were talking brought me up to a seventy one seventy two range. Um, but yeah, I mean, it didn't really have too much substance to it, to be honest with you. Yep, yeah, I completely totally agree. Okay, well, thank you so much, Nate, for joining us. You can, if you would like to get into contact with us, you can email us at gd4ampodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at gd4gd.movies. You can follow us on Twitter at gd4gd underscore movies. Leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. Leave us a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and if not... Am I supposed to say something here? <laughs> <laughs> A threat. What threat do you have? Or uh, if, no, no. Or good thing. You, you had a long pause, so I'm like, I was thinking. I was waiting for Tate. I was thinking. Oh. Um. If you, if not, uh, um, I'm gonna. Oh, no, hold up. Cut this shit. Start over. That was bad. Just the last part. Just for the. Not Jacob, and, and if you don't. Tate. Oh me. I don't. I don't need to. Yeah. You yeah, had okay. a long enough pause. Start. Start over. Start over. And if you don't. I'm gonna steal your cattle. Yeah. Fucking Highland. Irish. Not Irish. Scottish. Scottish. <laughs> your Scottish fucking cattle. We've lost. Gone. We're, we're losing Nate. We're losing people. Nate. Those drinks and, are hitting him. God damn it. And if not, I'm gonna leave out the vermouth from your Ro- Rob Roy cocktail. We'll see you next week at the movies. Here, I don't give a damn. A mechanic can be a panic with just a good looking pen. He's looking at you, kid. And any bar may be right here. When you're terrific, if you're even good, the stuff that dreams are made of. To be simple is equally understood. Go out and try. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Remember, force will be with you always. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. I've got a hard question. Well, good thing my mic is wireless. Can you guys hear me peeing? I can. Yes, we can. What are are you on a mission to drink a different type of drink every single time you <laughs> lift it up your lips? Yeah, sorry. That's quite a range. Of course, and you just had you had whiskey. Whiskey, <laughs> a mango white cloth, <laughs> and then some sort cloth. of sunny blonde ale or something, and a. He has a hazy um, IPA. Sierra Nevada. Uh, Sierra Nevada. Yeah, what kind of beer? Sunny little thing. Wheat uh, ale. Wheat ale. ale. That makes sense. Yep. I always, I was guessing it based on the label. <laughs> when it said sunny, I was like, that's a light beer. Wheat. Damn it.
Nate, do you have a beer in front of you, brother? Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you bump your volume up? Wait a second. Oh, that was good. Hello, hello. Yeah, that was good. Check mic one, two. Okay. You sound like you're like um, in a cockpit of a plane. Oh, man. Hold up. I, I think you sound I, all right. No, you sound great. Thanks. I mean, it just sounds like, like, a, um, like a radio a radio com. Well, I am using a headset, so. Is it a gaming headset? It is a gaming headset. Wow. Yep. All right. Well, we, yeah, we can get into some of that stuff. What do you what are you am, drinking there? It's a little whiskey. Oh. I uh, think I've convinced myself to like IPAs. You've convinced yourself. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Is it a, well? You wanted to like, like IPAs. No, not necessarily. But it was like a. <laughs> I've hated IPAs for a long time. Sorry, that like light is so bright. <laughs> try to fix that. You you've liked IPAs a long time. Whoa. No, I've Whoa. hated them. Yeah, I thought yeah, I yeah. hated them, and then like over the past like four or five years, four years probably, I found myself maybe three years. I found myself getting like I'm like oh I like craft beer more and more, and finally I was like. I'm going to buy this 15 pack of like uh, five different beers. Yeah. Yeah. Like a variety pack. Yep. And it had IPAs in it. And I was like, you know what? We're going to try it. And I was like, I don't hate this. Yeah. Some IPAs are really good. Some, I mean, IPAs have a pretty big range of hit or miss for me, but like just a classic solid IPA, I do really like. Yeah. Like I, I, I tried one like four or five years ago and I was like, I hate this. This is a dumb beer. But now I'm like, no, this is dope. And they're just way high ABV, which is dope. Like whenever Zach would get off work um, at the Mish, he would always get the IPA. And I was always like, why do you want the IPA so bad? He's like, because it's 7%. And I was like, wow, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, I think without the, the high percentage even too. So like I would say if you had... Four IPAs versus eight regular light drinks, you're going to get drunker off the IPAs. Yeah. Even if they were the same percentage. I don't know why. I think, well, probably because you're oh, no, 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 no. Even if they were, so like double percentage. So it's like if one's yeah. 8% alcohol, one's 4% alcohol, like you just feel drunker off the IPAs for some reason. Yeah. I, don't I think know it's why. like that mentality thing. I don't know why. Maybe, yeah. yeah maybe it's just because it hits you faster with less mm-hmm. liquid. Yeah. But yeah, IPAs... uh, by the way, this is a good segment into uh, telling everybody that uh, Tate's a lightweight. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm, I'm like the opposite. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think we're live. We're not live yet, right? I no, I we're not going. Live. <laughs> well, I mean, I we have been recording every single cent, cent second of this conversation oh, just because I I start out hit and record before we ever hop on, just in case uh, we say so anything funny. This is end of podcast material. Yeah, so like, I'll throw in at the end. Yeah. Oh. Or we just you know what I um I think this last the burnt so I just listened to burnt this week the podcast it was the first podcast I actually listened to the last second and you did have um you know just some dialogue at the end that I never realized thanks for including mm-hmm. in that it's like a little Easter egg no, mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> it doesn't so, happen well, every single time but okay but occasionally it, it does it, it's like, it makes you makes you listen to the end. Yeah, I think it's worth the extra two minutes of pain through the music 